Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Modern Circadian Moms. I'm Nicole Hartman and with us as always is Tina Matthews. Tina, how's it going? Good. How's it going with you guys? (laughs) Good. Are you having a crazy day? A crazy day. (laughs) Soccer has started. Ooh. I have four kids like playing. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. I had three kids playing at the same time. So it was like I was running laps (laughs) around like from field to field to field. I'm tired. Yeah, that's exhausting. You got your uh, your exercise time. I in, did. So. I did. There and it go. was in the morning, so I also got morning sunlight. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Took my shoes off. Oof, that's a lot of kids at once. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, my husband's working Saturdays for a couple of weeks too, so. It's all on you. It's all on me. So, all right. Well, we are going to talk today about earthing, about grounding, Um And then we have some questions that we had put out on Instagram on our Modern Circadian Moms Instagram page. And so we're going to get those questions at the end. So, all right, Tina, you are probably a little more knowledgeable on uh, earthing than I am. I mean, I know the basics. So let's uh, give us a little intro, if you will. Um, so I did kind of go down a little deep dive of earthing just because it was one of those things that. Um, so many people were like, oh, that's not real. That's super like, woo. Um, it doesn't work like that. Somebody told me one time and I was kind of like, okay, well, let me find out why, because I know that personally, I feel a lot better, a lot calmer. Like if I'm stressed, I want to go stand barefoot outside and it makes a big difference for me. So I think the easiest way to start it off is just saying that losing too many electrons is a root cause of disease, of inflammation, and an easy way to gather up electrons is to just go outside barefoot. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe real quick, I'll mention some things on losing electrons. So, you know, an indoor lifestyle, uh, Wi-Fi is very dehydrating to the body. It's going to let you lose a lot more electrons. Um, You know, not making contact with the earth. It's just putting you in that kind of deficiency, if you will, of electrons. And so, like you said, earthing is that way to kind of bring it all back to help everything start to, to flow throughout the body, if you will. Um, and I agree with you that if you're stressed and you immediately walk outside, it's, it's calming. It's it, 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 uh, absolutely it is. It's like instantaneous too. And I think that that was one before the show, we had talked about that one to in one to two seconds, yeah. one to two seconds of making contact. And you know, what, where do you stand in the mornings when you go out? Um, so where we, just, we go right out uh, the front door. 
and then we turn around and we we kind of walk towards the back of the house because that's where sun comes up so we can okay. see it from the balcony or we can walk around outside and do you stand in the grass yeah i yeah i know that you can like you definitely can earth through cement through mm -hmm. asphalt brick but i mm -hmm. think that you're going to get the most bang for your buck right on the wet grass in the morning. Yeah. Oh, the wet grass. I That's so funny how like <laughs> you just kind of come to like the way certain things feel and wet grass might be one of the, the most, the greatest thing on your feet. I don't know. Do you agree? That was, that was a hard change for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have sensory, you know, issues and stuff, you know, we all have a sensory diet and things that bother us. And so that yeah. could definitely be, you know, something that is, uh, that was that one of them for me, but it's one of, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go do it and yeah. I'll wipe my feet off when I get in. Like I, I even kind of like to wear socks in the house because I don't like the feeling mm -hmm. of crumbs on my feet. And oh, when you have <laughs> six kids, there's crumbs all the time. Oh, it's disgusting. Salt. Yeah. Somebody spilled salt. salt the other day and I'm walking on salt. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, is this? What and why? Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask questions. I'm just going to clean it up. So yeah, I don't recommend, uh, you know, standing on salt, but, uh, no benefits definitely, to that. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you know, making that contact. And uh, I have found myself, this is just a side note, found myself at the pool uh, sitting on wet concrete and being <laughs> the only person laying on the concrete at the, yep. at the pool. And I'm okay with it. Even at the beach too, because it's like your whole body can oh. ground. It's just easier on your feet. But when I'm at the beach, I don't use yeah. a towel. Right. Why would I yeah. use that? Uh, I, I've used sand as I do salt. I don't want it on, on my, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. as long as I wash off and yeah, water, I, yeah, I yeah. agree, but yeah, definitely just a hand. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just a hand is fine. All right. So continue from there. Like after that initial, you know, your nervous system is balanced. What do we see after that? What are, what are some research showing us that happens? So inflammation is when you're, you're losing too many electrons and you're not gaining enough electrons or you have, you know, too many reverse oxygen species, which is also known as oxidants in the body. And everybody knows that because we're told, oh, eat your blueberries because they're full of antioxidants. Well, so is the earth. So what you're getting within 20 minutes is lower inflammation. And another thing that you get as well as the lowered inflammation is um, your red blood cells want to have like a halo basically of electrons around them. And that's what kind of spreads them away from each other. So you're getting good blood flow and it adds that zeta potential. And if you don't have that, you're going to get more clumping of the blood cells. Yeah, so definitely improving that uh that, that oxygen distribution and everything through the body, just that whole blood flow is improved just from standing on the earth with bare feet. Right. Yeah. And, and that's something that we have access to All year round. Yeah. It, and it doesn't have to just be in the morning. I find that that's just a nice way for me to just walk outside barefoot and then just take a look to the east. Yep. And then I just go from there with whatever the day is. But any time during the day where you're like, okay, I'm just kind of ready for a sunlight break, then just use that as your time to just 
make some contact where you can. And then what happens? So the, so we know that it's instantaneous. We know that blood flow starts to change within five to 10 minutes. Do you find that the longer that you're standing and making contact with the earth, do you think that that would have an impact? I notice for me personally that it does like, I think because when you're gathering some of your electrons from the earth and from the sun, you're getting a decreased need for energy from food. You still need energy from food. Like I'm not telling people not to eat food is so important, but I find if I'm getting adequate time outside barefoot, I just, I don't get those carb and sugar cravings because my body's not desperate for quick energy. That's so I think that was like the biggest change for me, which was, you know, I'm typically or was typically like a carb queen needed <laughs> the carbs. And now it's like when I'm craving them, I have them. But I, I would say I probably decreased by like a third or a half of the amount of carbs that I'm eating. And that would make sense, too, with thinking about winter. Yeah. And you're not, you know, making as much contact too. And, you, you know, maybe we would see it maybe craving a little more carbohydrate in the winter. Right. But if you are eating seasonally, you know, seasonally we have built in like ketogenic diet within the, within the seasons as well. But um, that's another time. But I, I know too, and before the show, Tina, we're talking, I, uh, have been reading the Dr. Cowan's book on his heart book. I can't remember. It's like something cosmic heart. And part of that kind of prescription for him and that he gives some patients is to walk outside for at least 20 to 30 minutes, taking a barefoot walk every day. And it just goes to show that, you know, the, the research is pointing in the direction of if I am making contact with the earth, I am flowing all of those electrons, gaining those electrons, and then it shows improved cardiovascular function. So, you know, (laughs) we can no longer deny that these things are true. Right. I think the problem honestly comes in that nobody can patent it. Nobody can really make money off of it. So it's going to be a lesser talked about thing in the medical world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I know that too, in people with Down syndrome, uh, mitochondrial function is really poor. And so I would say that that is part of the prescription as well with people with Down syndrome. And I would almost say any spectrum disorder, especially if I'm thinking of like autism spectrum disorder, because I'm looking for nervous system regulation. If I'm making that contact outside, what changes could I possibly see? Right. So. So how, okay. So do you find that your son like wants to be barefoot outside? He actually doesn't. It's, it's very difficult to get him to be barefoot. I'm going to guess he doesn't like how it feels. Sensory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and he's rather typical. Like we don't, we don't see a lot of sensory issues with him. Um, But I think that is, that is one of them. Now he will stand out with us in the mornings and uh, he'll stand there for a couple minutes and then he's, he's done. He would prefer to have his shoes on or something like that. Um, But But, he does, he does like to be outside. Right. He much rather prefers that to being inside. And so I have to imagine that it just, there's something that feels good about being outside. 
And so, yeah, you just kind of start somewhere and you just get those feet in the grass and whether it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes, you know, like that whole, it's new, you know, you're told to wear shoes, you're told to stay inside. And, you know, it, it's like this, this information where you're being told, no, go outside. <laughs> we want you to go outside. Right. So, um, well, and but, then there's also, there's, um, you know, you're better off going outside and earthing for a short amount of time each day rather than like, oh, I have an hour to ground on Sunday. So I'm just going to do it all on Sunday. Absolutely. It's that everyday consistency, even yeah. if it's just two minutes, just see what you can do. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anything else to talk about with? Actually, I was, what, what do you guys do with the barefoot shoes? Like the earthing shoes? Um, do you use them? I just have, I have a pair of earth runners and I had gotten my girls a pair of earth runners last year and they loved them once, once they broke in, uh, they was, it's kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable because we never really had flip-flops either. We weren't, we weren't flip-flop right. people. Um, but I, I do like, I love my earth runners and I will wear them year round as long as it's when it gets like winter. Okay. I draw the line somewhere. Right. Um, <laughs> But I, that's all we have. Yeah. yeah. I guess like I I bought a pair, but because I'm homeschooling and I feel like I'm home so much of the time, I just don't really see a point in wearing them like to the grocery store or something when honestly, I I don't put shoes on when I go outside at my house. So I think that I'm earthing pretty consistently every day for pro min a minimum of an hour. Yeah. So I just don't like, it's not that high on my priority list to spend the money on a new pair every year or two. Oof, so, for sure. I mean, I think that if I was stuck inside and like, if I was taking a walk every day and that was going to be my only time, then I would definitely make that investment. Yeah. I mean, but they're pricey. You yeah. Know? So you do have to weigh that that whole idea. But like you said, yeah, if I'm stuck in an office all day, then maybe that's the the best place. And if my time that I can get outside isn't I ideal, you know, there's no grass around or the grass, you know, is sprayed or something, oh, yeah. then uh, definitely that that might be the investment. Um, but do you all have grounding mats or anything? No. Yeah. I mean, I just think there's only like one grounding mat that I really trust. And that would be the one that Carrie Bennett vetted. Oh, the intuition oh, position. Yeah. I just, mm -hmm. I trust her recommendations on all of this stuff. But for us, it was like, we're outside and grounding already. I don't necessarily think that we need to do it those times that we are in the house. That, that's a good point. Absolutely. I had considered one just for our son, uh, just because they even make like a pillowcase yeah. or just something because I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm not looking for something that's a huge, in, a huge investment. Yeah. You know, we, there's food is a, is a, is unfortunately a very high priority, but <laughs> it's like the, the, which was the other day I got a dollar. I got a dollar after we paid <laughs> yeah. for everything and food and we have a dollar left. That's about it. So yeah, sometimes the earthing mat just, <laughs> it just doesn't make the cut. It doesn't like, make the cut. Yeah. Maybe if, I mean, every day I'm praying like, dear God, please let grocery prices go down. <laughs> and maybe right. at that point, then it's like, Oh, look, we have leftover for the earthing mats or oh. you know, the magnetical sleep pads. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, some of these prices though, on these things you're like, Oh, 
okay. Yeah, like, we could go you... on like an out of country vacation <laughs> for the price that it would cost us to get everybody one of these. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. Um, but you know, I think you did a post the other day on lightning. Yeah. And its relation to fulfilling yeah. the needs of the earth for electrons and electricity. Because yeah, we, we can't deny either that we are electric beings. You know, right. we are constantly radiating and, and it's coming back to us. So talk a little bit about that quick. So, yeah, the other night it was storming crazy here. It was like lightning consistently for over an hour. It was just over and over. So that lightning discharges the electricity into the earth. And then that's what replenishes the earth's stores of electrons. And then we can go out and gather them into our water network. And then that will just funnel the electrons to wherever they need to go, wherever our body needs them most. That's <laughs> Even in the winter, because grounding is hard in the winter if you live in a state with snow, but you can go and touch a tree. Anything that's roots are into the ground. I yeah, think that's a good way. Absolutely. Even like a like a bush or you know, yeah. like an evergreen that's that's growing in front of your house or something. It's just it honestly, I feel like this circadian lifestyle is like it's the easiest and cheapest thing to do. It is. Like it down to its basics. It's so it's it's all like right in front of your face. You know, it's it is there. You just Yep. And just after I had um after I had my last baby uh, about eight months ago, like the first couple of weeks after the C-section are really hard. I wasn't really trying to go like, you know, risk it on the ice. I was like leaning oh. out of the doorway to grab a little leaf off of the bush. And I was like, yes, my electrons. <laughs> like this has to be good enough for me for today. Did your husband draw the line on planting a copper wire and running it into the house? <laughs> um, I haven't not um, bridged that conversation yet, but it's been on my mind. I'm not going to lie to you. He's like, Tina, okay, all right, all right. We we just draw the line somewhere, okay, as like, you're wrapping it around like, his foot. This? And it would be like right under his spot in the bed too. That's where I would put it. <laughs> he wakes up in the middle of the night and you're like wrapping it up. <laughs> around his big toe. He's like, what's going on? You're like, it's nothing. Don't worry. You're just great. You're actually you. so much better now. Like, Well, you there was like, there was that documentary that Clint, was Clinton Ober did on grounding. He was kind of the father of it, but that was his whole thing was he did the copper wire and he was sleeping on it. Like a guy who had chronic pain slept on like a grounded something yeah. for three days and had a complete and total remission of all of his pain. That's incredible. There's something to it. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, okay. So great talk on, um, on earthing, grounding. If you notice some discrepancies in the uh, in our in our podcast in our chat, um, just know that all of the kids are okay. Um. <laughs> I, I got interrupted a couple of times. It was my fault. My well, fault. I got to be honest because I'm sitting here and I had just put cookies in the oven and I oh. smell them, and I had asked somebody to take them out, but I did that as they were outside riding bikes, so. They forgot. I'll I'll have to report back on the success. Just of the let cookie. us know if you smell them burning in the next couple of minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So um changing 
to the the questions we really appreciate that we'll definitely uh put a box up again for that for our next podcast yeah so i think, I think you yeah for sure so i think you had the list go ahead what was okay. the first uh thing to discuss so the first question is what about grounding and i think that we have covered that so I'm, i won't go into that anymore <laughs> Um, and then the second question is seasonal eating. What about eating food that's frozen or preserved in the summertime in winter? So what, what are your thoughts? I think that you, you go for it. And, um, I actually just put a post up the other day on fermented foods and like now as we're in summer and and heading into fall, it is honestly one of the the best ways to see you through winter because through fermentation, you're actually, I know this sounds kind of silly, you're actually increasing the nutritional value and creating, I guess you could say, more vitamins and, and minerals than you did whenever it was in its most basic state. But, you know, people have been preserving food for thousands of years you you know, and they even had cold storage. So yeah, I, 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 they I don't, would yeah. salt or smoke oh, yeah. or like you said, ferment or dig a hole in the ground. Nobody was surviving through winter if they, they would spend their summers building Preparing. up their stores of food to make yeah. it through the winter. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that that is definitely, and it's from, if, if especially if you're, if you've grown it, in your area or you've grown it from a trusted farmer and you have taken it because it was in that same light source that you're receiving. Absolutely. What it, what a beautiful thought to then yeah. I'm now taking it a step further and taking the time and love to be able to provide a meal. Yeah. It, food is so and much more. I think yeah. that we have to think about it from like a light standpoint too, where let's think about people who aren't even on this wavelength and they're just eating, you know, processed crap that's 100% devoid of light, devoid of nutrients. Yeah. yeah. It's not even, you know, on the spectrum of healthy food. So this eating food from summertime that's been preserved in the winter beats that. Absolutely. And as well as if your eyes are getting the correct signal from the sun and maybe your food signals a little bit off, I think you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So what's the next question? Okay. So the next question is heading to summer, what to do with kids when the day is long, like if sunrise is early and sunset is late? I don't know if people are going to like my opinion, but I just let them play until they're ready for bed. Yeah. That's, I, I know some people are like, oh my gosh, my kids drive me nuts. Oh my gosh, it's 830. They need to go to bed. That's up to you, but I... And, and my kids too. I mean, you know, my youngest is five and it's just such a fleeting time. Summer is, it's gone, it, you know, it's gone in a minute and gosh, just those long summer nights, they're just, they're making memories. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I err on the side of, I'm just going to let them play, but yeah, if, if not, you could do like room darkening. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like for us, we go outside as soon as we wake up, which typically that is um, sunrise. But if not, we just go out as soon as we wake up. Yeah. And that's that's the best you can do. If 
in the summer, you don't want to be waking up a teenager that desperately needs their sleep or a sick kid that desperately needs their sleep because it's sunrise. You just have them go out when they wake up. And then my kids are younger than your kids. So there is like a more early strict bedtime routine. No, sure. <sighs> but you know, an open window or like you said, you know, the correct light bulbs. I don't think you can really mess it up. I don't think so either. And yeah, if, if you wanted to do a curtain or something, absolutely. Go to, right. go to bed when they need to go to bed. Yeah. I mean, if you have a young kid, they, they have to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or else the next day is going to just be terribly long. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so um, was there one more, two more? Yeah. One, I believe one more. And it says how to get your family. Oh, there's two more. So the one is how to get your family to buy in to the circadian lifestyle. And I think that you can't. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, we live our lifestyle and we're really healthy. And I think the statistics now is that um, almost every single adult is on at least one to three prescription meds by the time they're in their 30s or 40s, I want to say. Like those numbers could be off, but it was something like that. I'm sure it's first. We, we're not on any. So I think eventually people will just be like, you know, how are you so healthy? Or like, why do you not have, you know, my family has a lot of thyroid autoimmune issues and I don't have that. Um, and I think maybe someday they'll just kind of be like, so why, why do you think you never got that? <laughs> you, you hope they ask those questions. Yeah. 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 I would say, I, I'd say too that if we're talking about like family buy-in and I'm talking about my immediate family, I I think we just kind of approached it from the idea of if they want to do it, they can certainly do it. You know, they're going to see parents and you're, you know, they're going to see us and they'll be like, Oh, that's cool. Maybe I should try that. But I've never once made anybody do anything and they just happen to show up outside every, every morning, all at their own times. Because yeah. I do have some teens and preteens, and um, which is crazy because I'm only like 25. So um, <laughs> just have them so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, even my husband, like he's incredibly supportive, and uh, never really thinks I'm crazy. He'll he'll tell me if I am too crazy sometimes, being too over the top. I'm too over the top. Yeah, or that's a bit excessive. But um, I think sometimes too, and I was thinking about him the other day, I think sometimes the time has to be right for them to join in to whatever it is. Because he, for the longest time, he, he saw what I got to do, but I also was home every day. Right. And, uh, you know, I could do this every day. And as much as I didn't want him to go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning and be under, you know, fluorescent lights first thing in the morning and uh, wanted him to make contact with the earth all the time. He couldn't do it because of his job. Right. And um, he has since changed jobs. And he is, he, he's up before me. He's out at dawn every morning, standing in the grass. And he has, we, for the first time, we were just talking about this today, in 25 some years, we don't have a gym membership. Like I grew up at the gym. Like I, that was my very first job was working at a gym and he's built a home gym. Garage doors are open and he's working out outside first thing in the morning, but he couldn't do it at his old job. You know? So I right. just think, 
it, it just has to be the right time for everybody. And we can't just force things on people. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So. And I think with immediate family, it's a, like, especially yeah. kids, it's easier because it's like, oh, you know, we just have the blue blocking mm -hmm. screen on the TV. So nobody has to do anything special. It's already there. And I did download the Twilight app on my husband's phone and set the times on that. So, um, but besides that, you know, I don't force him outside at sunrise. Do I open the windows so he's getting sunrise light? Yes. Um, yeah, and that's all. That's husband. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying thank you. Yeah, so. he will someday. Um, he, like you said, you know, he's really supportive too, especially of the kids because of the big changes that he's seen. So I think like that's the biggest driver is just seeing the little changes and being like, sounds weird, but there's something yeah. to it. Yeah. And as far as your extended family goes, like you said, maybe they'll just start to ask questions and, and say, well, how come, how, how are you with, with six or five kids? How, how are you able to withstand How do you have energy throughout right. the day? Right? right. Why don't you have bags under your eyes? <laughs> you know, like right. whatever. That's, right. like, that's a comment that's been made to me before. And it's like, well, I get really good sleep. I sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I prioritize the sleep hygiene and it makes a difference. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I think ultimately to sum that up is you literally can't force anything. Yeah. You, you can't you just it, live your life. Yeah. And, and if, if, if they see it and they're like, wow, yeah, that I could totally, I see those changes. Then they, they start to make their own changes. Right, but you're until planting then, little seeds. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they sprout, maybe they don't. For sure. Um, and then the last question is easy and inexpensive non-native EMF mitigation hacks. So I think, you know, the easiest is just unplugging the Wi-Fi at night. We don't have ours like, uh, what, like the grounded e Ethernet. Yeah, we don't have that yet just because we just moved and I have no idea how to do it. But we have our Wi-Fi like in one corner of the house, like it's actually in my bedroom, which nobody's in during the day. And so we act, we don't get any Wi-Fi signal in our kitchen or our dining room. So our whole house isn't constantly being bombarded by Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. We just it off at night. Yeah. Same thing here. That's exactly what we do. So and then I think phones don't sleep. I was thinking about this today. The, I feel like the gener, like my generation we think like, cell phones became a thing when we were teenagers and we were sleeping with them like right next to our heads, like charging in the wall, sleeping with them next to our heads. And that we're still doing it as adults. Like, what is this? What is this going to do to what are we going to see in the next 10 to 20 years from this? Like, I think you got to take the cell phone and put it in a different room while you're sleeping. Uh, yeah, that or like turn it off or airplane mode or something, you know, because I, I know some people like you might be on call or you're something right, right. or a Which house phone or something. Yeah. I know house phones sound like they, <laughs> the way of the What's dodo, that? you know, <laughs> my mom, my mom has one and it has, it's like, it has a cord and everything to it. And my kids just think it's the greatest thing. And so when we, when we go over, they, they call my cell phone because they think it's like, <laughs> the, the they're like, look at this thing. antique vintage toy. <laughs> Oh, listen, it makes, it makes sounds when you hit the buttons, but yeah, definitely turning off your Wi-Fi is the, that's, I think that's the easiest yeah. thing. Like when we were looking for a house, like, I know this is not reasonable for everybody, but we were already moving. So we were just cog, like 
we were going to antennasearch.com and we were putting in the addresses just to see like how many um, cell towers, 5G towers were in the area. What was which, that? Can you say that again so that if anybody's listening, what what did you look at? What website? Um, so you go to antennasearch.com or .net or something. It should come up when you put it in, antenna search. And you put in the address of the house that you're looking at, and it will tell you exactly how many cell towers are within like a two-mile radius of your house. And it can be like an alarming amount. Like one house yeah. we looked at was like 274 within a two-mile radius. And I was like, well, not getting that house. And not to say that more won't be coming up, but at least, you know, you're trying. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think to, to kind of tie it all together, then we're not going to escape it. Right. You're, we, we just aren't. So I think then that that is where, like we talked about for the first 15, 20 minutes is you have to make contact with the earth. Like, like, like you have to, and that might even mean that from time to time or once a week, I'm headed to the mountains. I'm headed to a lake. I'm headed just out in the countryside somewhere. I'm just out making as much contact as I can to kind of kind of mitigate as much as you can. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know much about, uh, what are those cases called? Um, Oh my gosh, they put them in the like a bag. Yeah. I, I like a Faraday case. Faraday, that's what it is. Yeah. I I don't know much about that either. I think sometimes people say they work and sometimes they do. I'm skeptical of all of the EMF protection yeah. devices. I just I just am skeptical. I think that they're extremely expensive and I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on whether or not they even work. Like those little stickers that they tell you to put on your phone. Yeah. Like, tell I know. me again how that's yeah. going to work. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I think, too, there's something to saying as well as like not getting so worked up over everything, too. And just right. saying, you know what? This is what I can control today. And everything else, I'm going to have to let it go. Right. And and not and not let it affect me. Because, you know, there's people that that eat like trash, treat their bodies like trash, but they yes. have really good attitudes and they're happy people and they're kind and they live forever. Yeah. And so it's like, we have to, I think we just have to have that kind of like realization sometimes. That, yeah. So. Yeah. We um, just, we have to do the best we can do, control what's controllable for us and then not stress about what is not controllable because ultimately that's going to tank your health. Absolutely. More than whatever it is you're worrying about. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So, great job. We made it. We did it. We only got interrupted <laughs> four times. <laughs> it's a record. It's a record now. <laughs> and I I don't smell burning. So Somebody found the cookies. That's somebody good. found them. So, we'll just dip them in a bunch of milk and it'll be fine. That's great. So, so, take us out and um, have a great week, everyone. Yes, thank you for listening to episode number four of Modern Circadian Moms. And again, we're going to put a question box up on the Instagram page. So if you have any questions, um, go ahead and look in our stories and drop us the question. And we'll try and answer it on our next episode. And we will see you guys next Monday. All right. Have a good one. Bye.